Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees rewatching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 2000 comedy, Dude, Where's My Car? with our guest millennial pop culture expert, Janine of Retro Avocado. Welcome, Janine. Hello, hello. <laughs> We're so glad to have you here for whatever this movie is. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. I'm here for the chaos. I, yes. I love that I picked this movie because I personally love chaos. So this movie definitely has that in spades. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But before we dive in, let's get into some housekeeping. (laughs) If you love the podcast and you want to support us, here's a few ways you can. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners? Let's check out this week's review. This review is titled A One-Way Ticket to Nostalgiaville. No More Late Fees is a blast from the past in the best way possible. Danielle and Jackie give incredible modern insights to the past cinema classics and the best part, they're never boring. Seriously. I love that. That's so I know we're not boring. <laughs> <laughs> there is never a dull moment when tuning into this channel. Danielle and Jackie have the best chemistry and their friendship is of, off the charts. No More Late Fees is truly such a fun and entertaining channel if you don't listen already, you're missing out. You hear heard it here first, <laughs> folks. And this is from Lex Flex. Ten. Ten. So thank you, Lex Flex. Thank you. That was an incredible review. It was, I love yeah. reviews that are more than just like, this podcast is good. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it whatever you want to put. You know, if you're like peace and love and happiness, whatever. Thanks. If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. And remember, while you're there leaving us a review, make sure you have subscribed to our show on any of your favorite podcast platforms so that you get notified of new episodes. Very important. And what else is really fun besides listening to the episodes? Wearing some really cool merch. That's right. You can get our No More Late Fees merch on nomorelatefees.redbubble.com. And we were just notified bucket hats are now available. Fuck. Ooh, that's very on brand. Right? <laughs> I love that. I, I am very much not happy about that. <laughs> they never look good on me. I could never pull it off. Well, to those listeners who love a bucket hat, ignore Danielle and go get you one. No, I mean, it's just, it doesn't look good on me, but I'm sure you guys are going to look great in it. (laughs) All right, Jackie, tell us about the movie. (laughs) So Dude Wears My Car follows the antics of two bumbling stoners, Jesse and Chester, who wake up one morning from a night of partying and cannot remember where they parked their car which prompts them on a journey to find it. Along the way, they encounter a variety of people who include their angry girlfriends, Wilma and Wanda, whose house they trashed the night before, an angry street gang, a transsexual stripper. That is what she is called in the movie. Not FYI. We're Um, calling her. 
Yes, who is hounding them for a suitcase full of stolen money. The movie stars Ashton Kutcher, Sean William Scott, Christy Swanson, Jennifer Garner, and Marla Sokoloff. It was directed by Danny Liner, mm-hmm. written by Philip Stark, and you can watch it on Hulu and TV. But and before Amazon we Prime, because I oh it. oh, and Amazon Prime. There you go. And I watched it because I own it on, it. on Apple <laughs> on iTunes. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K cells would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current cells agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Stoner trash in time. (laughs) 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 All right, we'll start with you, Janine. What was your rating of this movie, your Y2K self? I was trying to remember if I'd even seen it. I don't actually remember. I mean, I feel like it was so long ago. But I feel like if I had to give myself then a rating, I would probably give it a two-day rental. Jackie? I obviously own this movie. When we got our dog, whose name was Zoe, my sister and I really championed the name Shibby for the dog. I'm glad my parents were an adamant no on that one. But we love this. For the first time in the stoner movie, I think Jackie and I actually agree. I own it as well. It's a rarity for any of these movies that I love it it's just so damn stupid and <laughs> yeah it, it I don't know I might be between I'm probably like between two-day rental and five-day rental I feel like it's yeah. a movie my high school boyfriend would love yeah. and would make me would have made me watch over and over yes like yes. all those other movies in that genre and for some reason this was not one that we watched a lot <laughs> I, I totally agree with you it's this movie and Wet Hot American Summer. When I saw Wet Hot American Summer for the first time, that movie blew my mind for some reason. I was like, oh, this is the best fucking movie ever. <laughs> but let's talk about box office. So this movie came out in 2000. And when it did, it had a budget of $13 million. And it made $73.2 million worldwide. Jesus, that is a, that's a lot of money. For a movie of this caliber, that is a ton of money. It opened at number two in the North American box office in its opening weekend behind What Women Want, which opened at the top spot and made $33 million at the time. And it even beat The Emperor's New Groove at the box office. That Mm -hmm. movie came in at like the fourth slot when it came out. It was a dud for a Disney cartoon at the time. So People be sleeping on Emperor's New Groove, man. And what I love about this movie, Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher both really felt like this movie was it. They thought this was Oscar caliber (laughs) and they even submitted for your consideration to the Oscars. Like 100%. Yes, they did. They thought this was it. (laughs) This was it. (laughs) I, I commend them for the commitment. And then they even, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I think like they, they titled it, dude, where's my Oscar (laughs) is how they submitted it to the Oscars. (laughs) Oh, geez. They probably just did it like in an ironic way. 
just as a joke. That's how I like to think of this. <laughs> I like to think that it was total irony. Yeah, I I hope so. But part of me thinks that you were just really. I shady. mean, what's the worst that can happen? They win an Oscar for it. I mean, shoot your shot. <laughs> I kind of wish they did though. No, I mean. That would have been pretty amazing. That would have been epic. And, but you know, either way, I'm just glad it's like fun fact fodder for us to use on the mm-hmm. show. So way to go, guys. Could you guys imagine anybody else playing these roles? No. No. I think the Def- chemistry, Definitely not, yeah. The chemistry that the two of them had, Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher, was impeccable. And the both of them had like a boyish kind of sweetness to them at the same time Mm -hmm. that just made it very believable but yeah um, I don't think it would have worked as well with certain other actors because there wasn't that like you even though they're idiots you still love them yeah like there's a fine line of yeah. yeah lovable idiots for sure exactly and the two of them had played very similar roles. Well, I mean, for Sean William Scott, this was a complete turn from Stifler being on American Pie. And then, but Ashton Kutcher, this was not a far cry from that 70s show, mm-hmm. which is interesting because the writer of the movie was writing on that 70s show at the time. But Seth Rogen and Jake Gyllenhaal both auditioned for the lead roles. So that would have been a, like a totally Jake different movie. Jake Hall. That, yeah. I don't see that at all. <laughs> it would have changed the trajectory, I think, of his. No, acting. because he was in Bubble Boy, which was like a dumb comedy. You're so right. I think he tries to bury that so we forget. But yeah. <laughs> did, did you ever see a comedy, dude? Yeah. yeah. No, it, that movie no. was really silly. Have you seen Bubble Boy before? I have not seen Bubble Boy. Yeah, it's real, real ridiculous. It's, it's not great. It's not. <laughs> it's not good at all. And I mean, I love Seth Rogen, but he kind of has an edge to him, which wouldn't have lent itself. Yeah, he's to... got, it's just like kind of like James Franco, right? It's like yeah. almost like dirty element, and like yeah. like the reason, even though there are dirty elements to this movie, but because they just have this almost like boyish, innocent vibe, it plays better then if it's like they don't realize yes yeah. there, there's an innocence about them mm-hmm. yeah and I don't Seth Rogen so. doesn't have that no <laughs> I think he would have wanted to curse a lot and this was mm-hmm. 13 and they were able to get away with a lot of stuff that you know and it's a stoner movie but we don't see them smoke once Mm-mm. in this movie right yeah which I think is really funny actually. we see the dog we see the dog <laughs> I was I was dying at that <laughs> that like prosthetic it looks like a taxidermy dog they had. Oh my gosh, that oh my dog God. was terrible. I'm like, <laughs> he looked dead. I uh, I think well, he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it was that's... definitely a taxidermy situation. Yeah, yeah. Like, in some of those clips. <laughs> so the beginning is amazing. Because just the way that Ashton Kutcher just like leaps up and he just looks like he doesn't know what the hell's going on kind of thing. It, it's pretty great. And I, I love that. That song, Gleaked Up, Fucked Up, Dead From The Neck Up. It's like this like <laughs> rock song immediately. 
And I just, in looked- fact, I was also nursing a hangover while watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is very appropriate for me to watch right now. Yeah, it is the perfect movie to watch with that. So pretty much the guys wake up and they don't really know what happened the night before, but they don't really focus on it for a little while. They're just talking like it's their normal day. And it probably is. (laughs) Right. You probably don't remember most nights. (laughs) True. And so they're having this exchange trying to figure out like what happened. They do know that the twins, which is a reference to their girlfriends. Can we talk about what twins? What twins where? Exactly. That's exactly what I was saying. I said, why? Are they fraternal twins? This is bizarre. It was very 2000s for some reason. Uh, it's like they had the same hair color and they talked in unison. Twins. <laughs> I, what yeah, I, I don't know. I love me some Jennifer Garner. So I love her so much. But why one of the many reasons why I think she's a boss bitch is when she won her Golden Globes award for, I think, her first season of Alias. She pretty much referenced and thanked dude where's her where's my car as to like why she probably got the role (laughs) was this one of her first big roles I think it's her first is it her first movie I don't know if it's her first movie but it's got to be one of her first movies I'm looking right now 13 going on 30 after this or was that was yeah it was after it must have been like the second season she did 13 going on 30 after daredevil i want to say and before electra i could be wrong jackie are you imdb i am it looks like she had maybe a couple of bit parts like a lot of tv stuff a couple of bit parts in movies in the movie 1999 she was annabelle i don't know how big that part was and then it was wanda and dude hmm. where's my car so yeah. one of the very first yeah okay and then when did she do yeah. 13 going on 30 it was after that it was pearl harbor catch me if you can daredevil and then 13 going on 30 yeah and then and those other two movies shoot it was very small parts when mm-hmm. catch me catch me if you can and pearl harbor yeah. but that was the first time she interacted with ben affleck but they didn't have anything happen then when that happened. He was dating one of Paltrow at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do I know this? I don't. I, it's it's <laughs> just what how our brains work. So the twins, yeah, they're like, oh, or I guess the twins call and leave a message on their answering machine, and they're like, essentially, you guys had a rager party at our house, like destroyed the place. And today is our anniversary and we're pretty sure you forgot. So you guys are sucky boyfriends. (laughs) I think the twins give them way too much like leniency and they're mad, but not really. Yeah. But was anyone else surprised that they, because the girls were saying that they were going to give them a special treat for their anniversary. Was anyone else surprised that they hadn't had sex in in the year, a year? Yeah. yeah I was like a whole year <laughs> I would yeah I was like these dudes wouldn't have stuck around that long no 
but maybe yeah. that also plays into the little the innocence factor right you know yeah yeah maybe that's that true. they were trying to lean into that like they're not dirty dogs <laughs> except right? they were feeling on some woo woos or who woo hoos besides all that yeah <laughs> woo, yeah who hoos <Hoo-hoo's. laughs> all of their strange terminology yes christy boner's who hoos shibby <laughs> I just want to know who came up with shibby and what the hell does it mean? They, I just, they said they'd need to shibby less. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe shibby is smoking. It's like, Maybe? I think it's like party. Uh, okay. okay. It's just, it's something only they know. It's yeah. Only they know. <laughs> and I was trying to name my dog shibby. Yeah. Thank, thank God. Zoe was much better. But yeah. <laughs> as they're talking and figuring stuff out, you see Animal Planet in the background, which is, which one's Chester? Sean William Scott. Okay. So Chester loves him some Animal Planet. Yes. But randomly, there's a dude that lives in their closet. Gene. Oh yeah. Who pees in the, in the, in plant. the plant. Why does it go to the bathroom? And why does he live in the closet? They don't like know. Harry they, Potter. they literally don't know who he is. Yeah. You know what? That that's similar to half baked. Half baked, yes. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was like a shout out to that movie. And um, then their boss shows up, Mr. Pizza Coley. What? The- <laughs> <laughs> so instead of just firing them because they did not deliver thirty pizzas, mm-hmm. thirty pizzas, and he's just like, "Where are they?" That's my favorite line is said by Mr. Pizza Coley. And he's like, I will crush you like a doodle bug. That phrase enters my mind way more than it should. I don't know when, if it's Jackie? the delivery. I don't know. When does it come up? Like what reminds you of this? Just randomly, Mr. Pizza Coley jumps into my brain. Mr. Pizza Coley lives in your head rent free. He does. <laughs> no, that scene was was funny. It was. And I want to, well, I would never do it on my walls, but I definitely want to throw some pizza up and see if it actually sticks. Cause I have a feeling it will not. No, especially not New York style pizza. There's not no. enough yeah. cheese on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> too saucy. It's too thin, too saucy. It wouldn't work. But yeah. They, I felt like all they had to do was take the pizza box and hide it behind the couch. Yeah, or shove it in Jean's closet. What am I doing? Danielle, stop trying to rationalize the insanity of these men in this It's only going to get worse. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is the tip of the iceberg. Like, (laughs) this is truly the tip. So Mr. Pizza Coley leaves, Mm -hmm. and then they are hungry because, but they eat the pizza, but they're still hungry. And they're like, oh, let's go in the kitchen. And there's just nothing but pudding. Nothing. Every drawer everything in the fridge and they're like oh <laughs> did we get so so high that we so uh, shibby <laughs> so shibby and just bought a shit ton of pudding that also it made me want to throw up it was so much pudding i was just like i can't yeah. why i don't know because i probably my my fat kid self probably <laughs> ate like 80 things of snack packs and <laughs> I'm having a flashback to being sick from it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not it's something you definitely don't want to eat too much of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too much of a good thing. So they decide they need to go over the twins' house. So they walk outside, and they can't find their car. So there's very much 
dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Just over and over. Which is a reference to another dude in the Big Lebowski, pretty much very same reference, which I love that movie as well. Another good stoner movie. So they, (laughs) another part I really love is like they, they walk just past their house and they're like, man, I'm tired of walking. And I was like, I feel you. And then they keep getting run over the way they just got run over like 10 times in a row with like zero injuries. I'm like, this okay. is very unrealistic. I just, you know, I just like broke my elbow randomly falling down. So like, <laughs> oh my God, you, you're not gonna. Yeah. I mean, but, but actually, but I won't get into that, but, but yeah, it's like, it was just hilarious like this is so over the top people like deliberately running running them over and they're like oh yeah yeah. (laughs) well because they're they're trying to ask for rides so they stand in the middle of the street to flag down their neighbors and their neighbors obviously hate them because they just run them over (laughs) what i love though is when chester gets hit by one car it it looks like he runs into the car kind of thing but yeah. when Jesse gets hit, the entire windshield goes in. And I'm just like, and then they keep driving. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it looked like Ashton Kutcher got legit hurt in that scene. No, they just roll off. Oh, geez. Like a doodle bug. It's the power of, of weed, you know? Just- yeah. It's a pain pain reliever. So that's that's how they justified it in the script. Uh, (laughs) Then they decide, okay, they can't get a ride. They're not, they don't really want to walk, but so they're going to call their friend. They're going to see if their friend Mm. will give them a ride. So they go to his house and we're introduced to the stoner dog of the world. And the friend is the friend's name Nelson. Yes, yeah, it's Nelson played by yeah. David Herman. Yeah, so Nelson's into like meditation and letting <laughs> his dog smoke weed. Nelson's into cultural appropriation. Yes. Legit. Like it's bad. It's real bad. And he talks like Yoda. Right. Yes. <laughs> Very stereotypical Mr. Miyagi kind of mm-hmm. feel to it. And he's not doing a great job trying to get the guys to focus on anything but getting their car yep and and then they're all hungry now and so they go and they get chinese food and the literally the 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 fast food restaurant is called chinese food (laughs) with like eight o's jesse ordering in this scene and he just like he how he escalates to anger but it takes him so long yeah and he's just ordering more and more food and she's just like and then and then and then i'm gonna pull my car around and you're gonna give me the food so i can eat it and she's just like (laughs) and the way she growls and then like and then I feel like in this movie they take everything to like that absurdist level you know it's yeah. like they don't just make the joke like they draw it out like as long as they possibly can but like and it's funny sometimes yeah. but it's just like to the it's like oh my god like there's it's still going on it's yeah still going on I but they take real world things that 
do annoy us. Like, don't you hate going to the drive through and they can't either hear you or they're muffled. Right. That, that, that frustration was a real feeling for me. But they're like, anything else? Anything else? Like after every single thing you order, yeah. it's like, I'll tell you when I'm done. Just, just stop asking me anything else. Uh, so. um, Jesse gets very angry, tears like the the speaker off of the He doesn't the just tear it. He punches it full <laughs> on. I don't know how, again, Danielle with the reality. How is his hand not jacked up with the electrical? And that's not like cardboard that's metal it's so weird <laughs> you're weed. right i i can't get some, i gotta get some of this weed you'd be talking about because it's sounds- got a very special strain <laughs> weed's a hell of a drug <laughs> and so after that they are and this movie is literally all over the place and none of the scenes really makes sense why there are places and when it just happens and you just go with it you're along for the journey it feels like it has no plot but it does yeah <laughs> I think that's like the best way I, to describe it I have been watching for a while I'm like we have not been to the house of Zoltan yet we have not met Jeff in a cage and we have not gone to the arcade I'm like why does this movie feel like it's never ending and it's an hour and a half? So much happens yeah. in it. They keep adding obstacles. Like that's, yeah. that's what it is. It's like, they just keep adding obstacles for them and antagonists. It's like yeah. It's a never ending string of antagonists. You're like, oh, what's next? And then? <laughs> so first, the, the goal of the movie is to find out where, where the, the damn car, car is <laughs> so they could get the gifts so they could apologize to the girls and get their girlfriends then and get their get, special treats we get distracted by hunger we get distracted about the fact that they have no car so they can't get the car or find out where the car is and then we're introduced well after this we meet christy boner who is played by christy swanson mm-hmm. who if you're an earlier millennial and not an elder millennial before Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a TV show, it was actually a movie. And Chrissy Swanson played the first Buffy. Pretty popular actress at the time. Now, not so much. Scum of the earth, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And they're also getting like little bits and pieces of what happened the night before from these different people that they encounter. So Christy Boner tells them they had a suitcase full of money and they paid her like $50 to show them her hoo-hoos. So they're very excited about that. And then we are also introduced to Christy Boner's boyfriend, Tommy, played by Charlie O'Connell. It trips me out. Like, if you think about where The Bachelor, the TV show is now, and to think that at some point he was one of The Bachelors. (laughs) He was? Yes. Girl, yes. It's so trippy and weird. I don't think he married anybody from the show, but that's no different than what's happening now. So, yep little bit of history so he (laughs) comes out of the his jeep with his his buddies almost roided out essentially because roided out tommy (laughs) he sees his friends i'm not his friends he sees chester and jesse molesting their his girlfriends she's letting them but it's like what the hell and he grabs her and i don't know why he doesn't beat them up but he he like warns them 
He puts the trash cans on them. Yeah, uh, that's true. And then they low five. <laughs> <laughs> they got to touch Chrissy Boner's hoo-hoos. They go to the kitty cat club, which upon this viewing, I realized the initials for kitty cat club because they are all spelt with K's. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. (laughs) Well, yeah, they're at the kitty club. Kitty cat club. Mm. And they walk in and like all of the strippers are like, Mr. Jesse, Mr. Chester, like, welcome back. (laughs) Yeah, they're very confused. They are. And then the stripper comes over to Jesse and is like, hey, we had a great night last night, blah, blah, blah. Starts making out with him. Is like, do you want a private lap dance? And so Jesse goes in the back with her Chester breaks into a full-on choreographed dance with the rest of the strippers. Well, he's trying to figure out if he got something special that night. And they have these all these girls lined up in white t-shirts pouring water on themselves. It's like, I don't recall this part, but okay. <laughs> and so it flashes to Jesse in the back with the stripper. We learn that they refer to themselves as a gender-challenged male, meaning they are transgendered, and they still have a bulge, which they show to Jesse. Jesse reacts in a typical early aughts fashion by being disgusted, so not a great flex in this scene, but essentially the transgender stripper is like, I I gave you a suitcase of money to hold. I need it back. Where is it? So now this is complicating their, their mission further because now their, (laughs) their car is missing and they owe this stripper money. Yeah. They were supposed to come back to the club last night after she gave him the money because she was stealing the money. And they never came back. So she tells them like they have a certain amount of time for them to get her briefcase because they're saying it's in his car and but they have to find the car. So after they leave there, they go to the twins house. Right. They have like a dollar 70 in their pocket. So they buy a box of chocolates (laughs) and go to the twins house. I was like this whole thing. It was like the bars on the floor, right? And they were like almost act still impressed with it, like at first. And then they're like, oh, well, we ate, you know, we ate all the dark chocolates. We know you didn't like it. And they're like, those are the only ones that we eat. But it was like before they even got in, I was like, oh, you got something. I feel like they did. Maybe I'm yeah. remembering correctly. It's just, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they are very lenient with them. Yeah, they clean the up the whole the house and everything. They didn't clean the front. I don't, the guys think no, that the, no, they haven't they didn't seen see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they clean the house and then they forget them. It's crazy. Yeah. They're like, oh, we already finished cleaning. Just take the trash out for us. It's like, yeah, they had one job. They, right. And they failed. <laughs> you know, part of it, a lot of it too reminds me of just like, like they they're like both have like ADHD vibes too. It's yes. like they keep getting distracted like with everything like oh yeah I'm gonna do this oh this bottle cap and obsessing on everything and then like the actual task never gets done it it very much- gave you those vibes 100 it felt like when they 
took all the garbage at once instead of going one by one it made me think of my brother my brothers would do something this fucking <laughs> stupid they have done something like this and of course a bottle cap falls and they think we don't have to come back for it let's we have to get it all at once like chester jesse loses it and he's like we have to get it at once I don't know what brown yeah. shit came out of those garbage bags that got on those girls' curtains and couch. <laughs> I would have gone, Janine, into cardiac arrest. Oh, okay. It's the same. <laughs> Straight to jail. <laughs> I, I wailed for 20 minutes last week because I went to my sister's. I went to see my grandma and my sister. And my sister, when I walked into her room to surprise, like say, hey, because I don't know if she heard me come in. She had her, she had her suitcase on the bed, which for you, you're probably like, okay, not a big deal, but I'm psycho, like psycho about like putting things that have been out in the world on my bed. Mm -hmm. And my sister knows this. She Did Christina teach her the same lesson that she taught Danielle? I I was like, not my child, (laughs) not my child, not the one. No, Jesus, tell me what I did wrong. She was like, are you done? And I was like, I am not done. What is this? <laughs> Destroyed. So yeah, that whole scene, I would have, I would have murdered those, those guys. Oh yeah. Same. They were thrown out of the house. <laughs> How did they have the way they threw them out? It's like when Jazz gets thrown out by Uncle Phil. So you're it's these, these small girls throwing them across the, the grass. Yep. And when Jesse took his shoe off and them socks. <laughs> Why even wear socks? Why? <laughs> like half his toesies are hanging out. <laughs> the whole thing was out. <laughs> and for someone who seemingly has like OCD tendencies, I would imagine the feeling of your toes out in your socks would like drive you fucking insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're just a mess. Uh, I don't know. They're a mess mess in every possible way. (laughs) (laughs) So they're thrown out of the twins' house. And then this minivan pulls up and like yokes them into the minivan. And it's all of these people dressed the same. And I don't remember the name of the cult because the leader's name is Zoltan. It starts with a Z though, I believe. Well, they all have Z names except for Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> and I'm Jeff. <laughs> I just feel like the disrespect for Jeff was pretty bad. Homeboy was a couple knives short of a, a set. <laughs> I mean, like his Zoltan was like a couple seconds behind. He played the intro music too long. His reaction time was poor. <laughs> but, but he they still did- got the girl at the end. So they kidnapped Jesse and Chester because they have the continuum transfunctioner and they need it to impress these aliens. This is where it started truly getting off the rails. Yes. (laughs) I was like, it was based in some kind of reality for a bit, you know, oh, there's money, like suitcase of money, this and that. And then this is where it took a turn for me and then we're like 
oh, we're we're going there. Full sci-fi. <laughs> but the yeah. funny thing is, like, if it was just this scene and these people, you would have just said they were a bunch of nerds in a cult. But then real fucking aliens start showing up yeah. throughout the movie. And you're like, this movie went from a stoner comedy to a sci-fi. Yep. I think Real it's quick. the first stoner sci-fi comedy <laughs> I've seen. Right. Do you guys think of any other ones? I don't think, I don't think so. so. I don't know. Watch after the but show. We'll remember sense. a bunch. Yeah. yeah. And this is where they make the comment they need to cut back on the shibbying. <laughs> Which is why I think it's a, a colloquialism for partying. Mm-hmm. Where where do the Zolt... I'm just going to call them Zoltan people. But I think they just them. throw them... Out? Do they throw them out of the car? I don't remember how they get to the suit store, but somehow they arrive at this suit store where they have custom ordered suits. And you think that it's going to be like dress suits. No, no. They are blue and red Adidas track suits. I always wanted Adidas track suits. I did have Adidas pants with the zipper soccer pants or whatever in high school and wore them bad boys but I never had a full track suit I, I still have time still have time you do <laughs> I don't like track jackets being really popular because even like Abercrombie made you know it was this just that kind of fabric and mm-hmm. just the stripes like American Eagle Abercrombie all all of the A name stores you know that was like a thing I remember I had several that was a, actually those suits were cute is this the same scene with the tattoo yes <laughs> the tattoo debacle you yes the best scene in the movie <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> I love this scene so much that on bad days it's so stupid but it makes me laugh so hard. So they are changing into their track suits and they realize that they both have tattoos on their backs. And so when Chester goes to Jesse, what's, <laughs> what's either vice versa, I could be mixing this up, but one of them says, what's mine say? And he said, dude. And then the other one's like, what does mine say? Sweet but they think that they're complimenting each other the whole time. And it just, I, they, <laughs> the fight that they get in like half naked <laughs> is like, like the physical comedy in this scene is just, it's perfection. <laughs> and I believe and it's like- Jesse has dude and Chester has sweet. And this, the store owner just staring at them. <laughs> In just and then like yelling at them and ha- you know, finally letting them know what's going on but <laughs> it was great to see his reaction I think at first he's just in disbelief watching them <laughs> right <laughs> well because when they walk in he's like hey my best customers like obviously they've thrown a bunch of money at him so he's trying to be as polite as possible <laughs> but then he's just like y'all are idiots your tattoo says, dude, your tattoo says sweet. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they start going through their pockets and pulling out random shit. Oh, yeah, because so, that was the custom order that they had special pockets. Yes, for all their things. <laughs> and Chester finds a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. They find cell phones. And then they find a lease agreement for a car. What kind of car was it, Danielle? 
Mercedes? Yes, good job. I'm so proud of you. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never good at that. <laughs> what I And then love. is this oh, the Fabio scene? Yes. Yes. Right. So, <laughs> they get the car and they drive and they run into Fabio, which I love that he makes a cameo in this movie. And while I was watching it, I was just thinking there's so many people who will rewatch this movie and have no idea the the cultural significance of this man and who he is. He really had a chokehold on the 90s for some reason. He did. Like he just, I really don't, couldn't tell you exactly why. I don't know either. Some women thought he was hot. <laughs> just did. So for our younger listeners, Fabio was a model who was on the cover of a bunch of romance novels. Like he was the cover guy on all these romance novels, AKA porn pretty much for our moms. And yeah, he was pretty popular from that. He had these long blonde hair. And then also there was like, as before we, I guess we had memes per se, but a bird hit him smack dab in the face while he was on like a roller coaster and it looked like a bloody mess. It was pretty bad. Yeah, and apparently they wanted to recreate that for this this scene instead of having kind of like the the makeout competition between the two cars, but he nixed that. And so I guess that's why they went with mm-hmm. the like one-up game. Honestly, it's tra- it, that must have been traumatic as hell. I know Jackie hates birds, so I feel yeah. like if that happened to her, she wouldn't leave her house ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like don't talk about it, it never happened don't remind me. I don't know why. I, I don't remember the bird thing for some reason. I guess I missed that, but I just remember him being all over the place. But the, the makeout scene was iconic, I think. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> they went for it. They went for it. And, and to be honest, like, that's a bold move for that era because yeah. you, you would think it would be like, oh, no, man, I ain't doing, you know, because yeah. like, it was a very homophobic era. Yeah. So I mean, even though it was done jokingly, but the fact that the they went for it, yeah, is kind of a lot for that time. hundred percent. Well, especially they they had homophobic jokes just earlier right. in the movie at the kitty cat club. So I'm like, okay, we're grossed out about making out with this person, yet you're gonna <laughs> make out with your best friend just to one up Fabio and this chick. Like it just it did not make any sense. Not at but all. none of this movie makes sense. <laughs> right. I guess it's on par. <laughs> Absolutely. And then after this, where did they end up? How did they end up going to that house party? Okay, so no, that was just a random music video they they oh. threw in. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also another one of my favorite parts. But I will say it's really shitty that besides. Mr. Pizzacoli, this is the most black people we see in the movie, and they have no lines, and they're just used as props uh, to to pretend it's a rap video. Yeah, I do love the song though. To uh, move, yeah, one of my faves. This soundtrack, very good. Yes, I was trying I to think of most room. most nineties two thousand movies have just the best soundtracks. We need to get back to this, man. What is the problemo? <laughs> you know. I don't want just one Taylor Swift song, and that's all I hear for this exactly. goddamn movie. I want a I whole, know. whole yeah. soundtrack. 
damn yeah we definitely lost the art of soundtracks so all the movie makers out there listening make some better soundtracks yes people need it so needed oh god so after the random music video to bust a move where they're kind of like they got the gold chains and they're at like a pool party and have women hanging all over them and the bucket hats there's there are bucket hats in this movie (laughs) um they allow themselves a break and so jesse goes and gets himself a popsicle and they're kind of trying to figure out what to do next and they encounter this group of smoking hot women with high ponies and black cat suits they Um, took the like look well actually they set the look probably for jay and silent bob's those girls they were in that black leather get up yeah it it was almost it felt very like austin powersy yeah like elizabeth hurley and austin powers that was the vibe yeah 100 percent. god i love the fashion then great times (laughs) it was and do you what do you okay for some reason i was just like getting so annoyed like how many times are you gonna say the word pleasure like especially the sean (laughs) he was like i want to get my pleasure i'm like can you just find some different words this is like (laughs) creeping me out like so they like oral pleasure like this is this is like a clinical term you're using like why because they're they're really trying to keep that pg-13 yeah can you get creative like it was just the way that he was saying it you you know was it just me it was very strange (laughs) no i'm totally agree with you and i think it's because they were limited they were trying to figure out what word they can use to get around the you know because it's pg-13 they thought about saying oral pleasure i think they got away with that once and they they thought of a bunch of different things and they just decided on pleasure seemed to be the less so that's right. why I guess I guess that does make sense I didn't realize the rating like it was what it was just like can we use a <laughs> different word annoying. like it just sounds like I don't know like a, a strange ad or something for <laughs> vibrator I don't know and I get mine at pleasure that's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it was, it was creepy, creepy. So Uh, they proclaim themselves to be hot chicks and they are also looking for the continuum transfunctioner and will exchange oral pleasure for the transfunctioner. She then deep throats Jesse's popsicle. And so they are very impressed. Chester tries his best to negotiate. His negotiating skills not so great. He he was trying to use those that Jedi mind trick. Right. to get them to give them the pleasure prior to giving them the continuum transfunctioner but i do have to say for chester the thought of getting this pleasure has he continuously helps him through really hard some hard times in the movie in the yeah uh, like after this scene he he just has these <laughs> random fantasy scenes it's bizarre so it's about this time when the stripper shows up bitch where's my money and they're like we're still we're still looking for it and so then cops show up popo roll up i was like this isn't they're not black what's going on (laughs) i had to make the joke i had to um so they um get pulled down to the precinct 
And they are being interrogated because there was a robbery between 12 and 2 last night in a car that was similar to the car registered to Jesse. The way they intimidate them is to abuse this like blow up doll. Okay, the backup story for this in my head is that they had so many violations as, you know, their department for roughing up people that this was their like solution to be able to still rough up things, but not themselves, their, their interrogation scare tactics. Esther did not care for it. (laughs) (laughs) He was very upset because the poor guy didn't do anything. It was giving me Lars and the real girl vibes. Like he thought his doll was He doesn't know anything. (laughs) So much going on with this movie that I was multitasking by this point and I was starting to laundry and I stepped away for 30 seconds. And I, so I literally don't even remember because this is the one moment I stepped away. And that just shows you how much just insanity was happening. Like fast. I'm like, wait, I don't remember this. I stepped away for like 20 seconds to go, to go grab clothes and this entire new obstacle in plot point was introduced and then, and also was gone. Yes, exactly. So <clears throat> while they're being interrogated, just like this other cop comes in and he's like, Hey, the donut guys. And they're like, you know, these gentlemen. And he's like, yeah, they came to the donut house and bought the, the entire place donuts. And then they're like, what time was that? And he's like, it had to have been between 12 and two. And so then they have an alibi because they are now the donut guys. But they also Um, find the actual people who did rob them and they look nothing like Esther and Jesse. It's a really big diesel guy and a, and a little person. So I'm just yeah. like, how? And then the cop who messed up the whole thing in the first place, he's like, oh, I'll get your car. And then he realizes that he accidentally impounded the car and then gives them donuts that they bought the night before. And so now they have to go get their car out of the impound lot. The way Sean William Scott inhales that boston cream donut (laughs) has donut all over his face and then he's like he's such a joker like the delivery of that line with donut in his mouth oh (laughs) top notch so now we are headed to get the car from impound then they realize but they stop at the pizza place because we see christy boner breaking up with tommy hmm And she says, maybe I need to find someone more like Jesse and Chester. So now Tommy is immediately pissed at Jesse and Chester. And then the hot chick aliens come and check them out because when they ask Mr. Pizzacoli, if they know where Jesse and Chester are, he's like, those idiots will know. They're like, when they find out the, the hot chicks are willing to, you know, beat them up or give them special treats, you know. They're ready to throw the guys under the bus. And so they tell them to check out the twins and they say where the twins work. So. (laughs) Which uh, happens to be a special needs camp. So why not bring special needs children into it? So 
We, <laughs> we see a blind child playing t-ball and then we no i'm sorry oh they're both blind yeah they're i think everyone's isn't it is it a blind camp i think so okay i thought it was just a general special needs camp but i guess it's a blind camp and so the hot chicks show up there and this kid i mean he's pretty clever just because he's blind (laughs) he's not a horny teenage boy he's hustling Mm. that's for sure oh yeah and he's and he's like, can I feel your face? It's how I can see if you're really hot or not. How can and- you feel someone's face and see if they're hot? When <laughs> the movie Ray, he used to feel people, Ray Charles used to feel women's wrists to see, you know, if you wanted them or not. But that really was just telling them if they were skinny. Heavier or not. Um, yeah, which automatically i guess if they were skinny they were pretty in his world but i the face thing i'm not sure but maybe i just never tried it before i I mean i've heard of that i don't know how accurate that is and then he's like well i'm gonna shoot my shot and he's like going down lower and she's like is this normal he's like yeah this is how we shake hands and then the twins notice and they're like what the fuck are you doing and then I love how he just has this throwaway line where he's just like, bye ladies, I need to be alone now. <laughs> God. Yeah, the twins are pissed as, and they're even more annoyed because the alien hot chicks mention Ch- Jesse and, and Chester and that they're looking for them. Yeah. So the girls go from breaking up with these idiots to all of a sudden they're competitive. Inter- they're right? competitive and interested. <laughs> And so while this is going on, Tommy goes to Nelson's house and kidnaps Nelson to hold for ransom for the continuum transfunctioner. And I think at this point, they're just like, we give up, like, we're just going home. And so they go (laughs) home, they're hanging out there. Chester's watching more Animal Planet. The twins come to the house. Is that they come to the house and they're pretty yeah. much like we're they're pretty much breaking up with them yeah. essentially because they hadn't broken up with them at that what they just kicked them out of the house but they're like you can go with your hot chicks or whatever mm-hmm. you didn't buy us any gifts blah 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 and they break your up with sucky their boyfriends yeah that that unison that they probably practice so hard <laughs> to do right <laughs> and then after that Chester and Jesse are like, we have to win them back. We have to get the car. So then that's when they go to the impound lot to try and get Jesse's car. They find out that it has been sold to someone. <laughs> the same dumbass cop who got their car impounded in the first place and also got them ar- arrested with messing up data has now gotten their car impounded. And this scene, this next scene, terrified me to no end <laughs> i didn't know where you were gonna go with that danielle <laughs> yeah I so we we don't meet... like ostriches oh wait we're not oh. there yet though we miss penny try when they were talking to the lady about getting the the plate the oh. owner the he, new they owner. try to get the address they can't get it he gets his hand stuck she pretends to cut his pinky off it, it doesn't you know let's get to the damn ostriches <laughs> 
That's where the that was pretty funny though. Is. It was. Yes, it was I, funny. I did how... like that act. That actress was funny. <laughs> they Her were so cackle. <laughs> yeah. Her laugh um, was hilarious. Oh, and prior to getting to the ostriches, Danielle, the two Nordic dudes show up and they're like, we need the continuum trunks functioner. And they're like, we don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) So now these fucking aliens trying to get this damn thing. We don't know what they're talking about. We want our car. But don't they don't they mention that they hung out the night before? Like, don't you guys remember us? Oh, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot going on. <laughs> there is a lot at, of At this bulk. point of the movie, my brain's melting. And yeah. I, I, I stepped out again to do, do laundry, like pick up clothes. And I think I missed a whole nother plot point. <laughs> Come back. I was like, what? I mean, like with the whole guy in the cage and all the ostrich, like, it's like, this is a lot. There's a lot <laughs> happening here. Someone there is- just went off the rails in this the scriptwriter just was like <laughs> there is <laughs> there is a lot and before we get to the ostriches we have to get kidnapped by zoltan again i just want to see the ostriches <laughs> she's like please i need to address this trauma they they get they get kidnapped by the nerds and they're wearing fucking pop bubble bubble wrap, yeah, bubble wrap. wrap as outfits apparently very expensive i do get excited in this scene because this is donkey lips from yes um, salute your shorts and i was like Uh, i know that lisp anyway love that they're like being brought to because we find out zoltan still lives with his parents (laughs) and is leading this cult out of the barn in the back and jesse's like oh a barn and jesse's like is it red then it's not a barn and i'm like i knew that he, that is one of the i don't know why that line the delivery left so hard but as soon as you start i was like i know she gonna break <laughs> the barn it's so stupid but the way that ashton coach was like <laughs> he's on too much he's doing too much of the shibby I, yes i, I honestly exactly. should be yeah. catching up to him <laughs> you're right i do feel like jesse holds chester back from his potential yeah because he's very smart or he at least re- memorizes a lot of things yeah very well so they're brought into the barn although in this instance chester was not the smart one because jesse's like there's a fire extinguisher behind you grab it so we can hit these people in the head and get away and Chester's not picking up what Jesse is laying down. Hear, he couldn't hear. Like, what? <laughs> They're a, a horrible duo at getting themselves out of situations. They are, but they they end up knocking out Donkey Lips and his other fellow Zoltanian. And they put on the, the suits. And now it's Hal Brooks is Sultan. He's doing like this rah-rah thing. We're going to find the continuum transfunctioner. And then we're going to party with the aliens. He's very excited. In this scene, while he's doing his speech, the way Chester just leans over to the person next to him and pops his bubble wrap is amazing. Like... It's so subtle, 
but has such a big impact. <laughs> and they mess up the call sign. Yeah. And so they get found it out. And then of course, Donkey Lips and the other guy come running in and said, they stole our clothes and they're trying to run out on them. The bubble. If I had one of those bubble wrap outfits, I'd be very entertained for good. I love oh, how yes. like the intro music is bubble bunch. Bubble bunch. <laughs> So now they find out that Zoltan, the Zoltanians have kidnapped the twins for the continuum transfunctioner. And so they're like, okay, now we really need to go get our fucking car. So now Danielle, yes. we're at the house of the new owner of Jesse's car. And what happens? We're at the ostriches. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally there. Okay, great. Boom. <laughs> this is what happens. They get to an ostrich farm. And these idiots don't know to run because ostriches are like one of the top assholes in the animal kingdom. Fucking Jesse, Jesse thinks they're calling them llama. Stupid <laughs> llama. And Chester's like, no, they are ostriches. And he's like, if you stay really still, they won't hurt you. That does not work. The motherfuckers start a pecking and they start a running. <laughs> they get to an abandoned car and they think they're safe for a second, but this fucking ostrich, ostrich throws its head into it because it's a convertible soft top. Oh, wow. I'm surprised I knew that. I'm really proud of you today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it attacks them. And I think they get shot with darts or something. How did they get knocked out? The ostrich headbutts them and knocks oh, them out. Right, right. I just yeah. added more things to the scene that didn't exist. That's fine. That's how my brain works. <laughs> and they wake up in a very small cage next to Andy Dick, who is another captured. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I missed that. So there is another <laughs> cameo in this scene. It is a person near and dear to my heart. Danielle, did you recognize who he was? <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't yes jackie i recognized him from star trek i did it is brent spiner who plays data in the next generation and now picard and he requested to have his name removed from the credits (laughs) but then in 2002 he said he now regrets it and he said i think honestly believe it or not that dude where's my car in a way represents its time better than almost any film made around that And he said that was a really arrogant move on his part to request his name Mm. be removed. He plays a Frenchman named Pierre, who it almost seems like, what's that book? Most Dangerous Game. So Mm. it, it seems like a Most Dangerous Game situation where he captures these people and probably hunts them later on his ostrich farm. Oh, so it gets that vibe. Yeah. He was, he had questionable vibes. Yeah, sure. But then he, he lets them go because Chester answers some random animal planet fact about how fast ostriches run, which is a call out or call back to the movie, the Monty Python movie. Can't remember what it was called though. I think it was the life of Brian. In reference to how fast, it's like a line about how fast ostriches would run and so he lets him out of the cage that was it he 
puts them in a cage and then lets them answer a question because he thinks they're poachers and they have to prove that they're not poachers Mm -hmm. and them knowing this random fact about ostriches lets them out but I feel like poachers are weirdly very knowledgeable about the creatures they would know yeah yeah absolutely the logic Um, doesn't apply but no you can't apply this is a phrase my husband says a lot you you can't apply logic where there is none to be had you know you just can't apply logic where there is none and that's the entire premise of this movie yes. there's no <laughs> there's no, no logic just vibes just, no just, just 2000 vibes 100 yes so he lets them go but as they're leaving andy dick's character gives out a like website to freakinacage.com which was live for a while like you could go to that website and actually really? see a picture of someone in a cage it was very weird so on their way out, they're like, hey, was there anything in my car? And he said, no, it was empty except for this and hands them a locker key to the local arcade. And so they're like, okay, now we have our next clue. Let's go to the arcade. Let's um, go to the mall today. <laughs> that thanks, Robin. Sorry. Just <laughs> They open up the locker. Inside is the stripper suitcase, tickets, a can of jelly beans, which are like the fake snakes. They're very disappointed there are no jelly beans. A twisty (laughs) straw, and then Japanese language certificate. So apparently they learned Japanese the night before. And they were speaking fluent Japanese to each other in this scene. Also, my question is, okay, if they found the suitcase of cash, right? But it seemed like there was no money taken out. How did they go splurge and buy the car? How did they splurge at the strip club? Like, where did that money come from? Or where did it go? Or did the alien guys refill the money for them? Am I the only one who was questioning this? In the great words of Sam from Four Minutes to Because Reasons. Because, yeah, you can't apply logic where there is. I just not. was trying to see if <laughs> there yeah, actually you're so was right. a reason that I missed. Because, you know, no, I doze sometimes. <laughs> no, oh. no reason. But, I mean, there was a reason why they had all the, the pudding. So there sh- could have been a reason yeah, for maybe, them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they I got know. prize money with the pudding and they just refilled the... Who knows? But yeah. right after that, the stripper and her boyfriend find find them. And it's like, how do they keep finding them? Right? Yeah. She's a great detective. Yeah. <laughs> she, is. she put an Apple Good Air tag on them. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she should work for the FBI. And so they're happy. They get their suitcase back. Her boyfriend has a, I'm going to call it a mascara mustache. <laughs> goatee it went down it's a goatee it's a goatee <laughs> yeah. I like must I like mascara mustache better it flows the alliteration better. yeah yeah uh, it is true the boyfriend cannot it seems grow facial hair so they draw it on good on them you do you and then when they finally get everything the nerds show up again with their girlfriends they realize in in talking to each other going back and forth that nobody really knows what the is it the transponder thing looks like 
continuum transfunctioner. Yeah, that thing. Realize that no one knows Lord. what it looks like. <laughs> so they just get some toy to to give to the bubble butt group. <laughs> bubble butt? Bubble butt? <laughs> Yeah. So they do, they do call the Zoltanians, they call Tommy and his gang, and then they call, oh, I guess those are the only two groups they call. Yeah, because um, the hot chicks show up on their own, and then mm-hmm. the other Norwegian, Norwegian guys. guys show up, the Norwegian aliens. And Mr. Pizzacoli shows up because the boys Ordered were getting pizza. hungry, and so they figured they needed pizza. Well, I love the forward thinking, you know, the planning is what really got me with that. Yeah. And this whole time throughout the whole movie, since getting into the tracksuits, Chester has been playing with a Rubik's cube he found in his pocket. So it is at this point, the bros and the Zoltanians quickly realize that the continuum transfunctioner in air quotes is just a toy from the arcade. And so now everyone's super pissed And at this moment, Chester completes the Rubik's Cube and it starts morphing into the Continuum Transfunctioner, which is pictured behind Danielle. I think we would have been fully safe if this was taking place in my life because I have never been able to figure out a Rubik's Cube. Have you guys? No. Yeah. I, it took me, um, (laughs) I was being, I, well, (laughs) hold on. This is the premise. I was babysitting the little boy was grounded from TV and his mom said he can work on his Rubik's cube. And if he wants to use YouTube videos, that's okay. But that's the only thing he's allowed to watch tonight. And so I literally worked on it for six hours. I had like beautiful mind writing. I had watched videos. (laughs) I finally solved it. And I'm like, Andy, we did it. And I turned around and he was asleep on the couch. Oh so. my God. <laughs> no. I have solved a Rubik's cube and put a child to sleep way before their bedtime while babysitting because <laughs> he was bored out of his mind. Damn. So I have solved a Rubik's cube to nice. make a long answer longer. <laughs> it's better than I've done. Yeah. I, I just take the stickers off and move it around and like, ta-da, motherfuckers. <laughs> Stoner Chicks. We're four friends who met through comedy and bonded through weed. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. If you love smoking weed and laughing with your friends, this podcast is for you. Weekly episodes will drop on Fridays starting April 2nd. So subscribe now to Stoner Chicks wherever you get your podcasts. Coming to your favorite podcatcher soon. (laughs) So now everyone's like, okay, you've activated it. It's about to make the world implode in a few minutes. And so now it's the hot chicks and the Norwegian guys arguing about who are the real keepers of the continuum transfunctioner. Because one group actually are bad aliens that want to use it to destroy the world. And then the other ones are the actual keepers that keep it safe. And so Chester comes up with a brilliant plan. And he asks, 
what was their score on the 18th hole of mini golf last night? It was Jesse who said it. Was it Jesse? I thought it was Chester. Anywho. Yeah, because I think Jesse needed to save them at this part and then Chester saves them later. Got it. Okay. So the Norwegian dudes answer correctly. It was a hole in one. And they're like, how did you think of that question? And he's like, all the pudding. <laughs> and so apparently Finally, that was the prize. a reason for yeah. something. <laughs> yes, some logic. Please spare some logic. And the Norwegian guys shut down the transformer thing. And, uh, <laughs> and the hot chicks get fucking pissed and yes. merge into this tall, even hotter chick. She okay. is based on a character from the 1958 movie Attack of the 50 Foot Woman. So I have a question for both of you, and I'm not sure if I'm just thinking too much into it, but she obviously at some point we see her and we see her underwear and we see her underwear later that it's like white with like frills and bunnies what is it about these especially around this time where there was a lot of things that were girl-like childlike things for that were pushed for women to wear in the 90s and 2000s including our underwear like you could see pictures of alicia silverstone wearing there's one i know right now like where she's in pink panties and they are like the fancy underwear you'd wear when you wore a like yeah for children for little girls Mm -hmm. and i it dawned on me watching this movie and i'm like it's kind of gross when you think about it and i remember the britney spears cover with the teletubby That she was posing in her underwear with a tall tubby. Yeah, there was definitely, a, there was a lot of sketchy things happening in Hollywood at that time. You know, yeah, I agree. It's, I don't know why other than I think we just let the creeps run rampant at that time. All Back right. to the giant, I guess. Now I will <laughs> say she slayed in her, her look and her makeup. Like I yes. was, I love makeup, like, from that era and when I see like it done in a full glance you know because actually it was very natural for just like the normal stars and whatever mm-hmm. but like when if someone had the full glam I'm like I'm like study it like, <laughs> okay, I just got, the frost, got the frost here and I, I loved it she had a great outfit on and so Chester and Jesse start running away from her because she wants to get the transporter thing back what is it called jackie continue and transfunctioner <laughs> the continue the transformer yeah uh, and she she eats tommy because he's like you promised me oral pleasure so i mean <laughs> why would One you way. like why this bitch is 50 feet tall what do you think you're gonna do because he's used to being hot shit and now he's called diarrhea so yeah she eats him the boys are like hiding on the putt putt area and they can't reach the button for to like laser her down i don't even know what it's called but then of course chester remembers another animal planet fact and realizes that he can use tools like his straw to hit the button it's to to activate the photon accelerator annihilation beam. I was never getting that. <laughs> I we wrote got it down. A, we got an acronym or something. 
Well, I was like, does it spell out something funny? Because that would have been on brand and it doesn't. Waste of opportunity. A hundred percent. So yeah, they blow up the big old lady. I don't know what she turns into, but. Goo? Yeah, the guy comes back out. He spit out, but he's all brownish, blackish stuff on him. And Mr. Pizza Coley goes, damn, now those are some big ass panties. (laughs) They did seem like a sheet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, He was playing his role. I'll say that. He was. Zoltan still wants to go to space. So the Nordic guys are like, yeah, sure. There's a party in the, was it the Crab Nebula system? I think. And then the Nordic guys are pretty much like, we have to flashy thing you. Because they had, apparently this is in the same universe as Men in Black. And Jesse's like, but we've got questions about the universe. (laughs) And so they're like, okay. (laughs) Fucking doesn't Uh, know doesn't have a word to come it's like you know all right well (laughs) so then it is a repeat of the opening scene but then they have like these glimmers of deja vu like have we already done this (laughs) they walk outside to get in their car and at first they're like dude where's my car but then a mail truck moves and it was hidden behind the mail truck so they go over to the twins house because it's their anniversary and they get them bracelets that say, I heart you, which is kind of like, we say that now. So it was very forward. Yeah. Very forward thinking dude. Where's my car. And then they get their special treats, which are (laughs) berets or Kango hats. I don't know. Yeah. Berets with their names. That's, which is amazing. They're so disappointed. (laughs) <laughs> so disappointed and then they realize there's two other presents in their box which are these crazy weird necklaces and when they put them on their boobs get bigger and there's a little note from the alien guys the norwegian guys who are like thank you and we hope you like the present as much as your girlfriends <laughs> will but we think you'll yeah. like them more. they're not gonna like it all they're gonna get is back pain out of it <laughs> yeah speaking from experience i don't know what why the 2000s were so obsessed with boobs like yeah. they were yeah. so obsessed with boobs back then and like everyone two- was getting breast implants well i <laughs> and I then ha- I think it's Pamela Anderson. She started that, that. too. Oh yeah. 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 That was like such a, such a thing. I feel like people don't care as much, but it goes in waves, them. right? Like I feel like in the sixties and the seventies, it was itty bitty crew and playboy and stuff like that in the mixture, you know, mm. as the push up sensationalized. Yeah. So yeah. there it's trends. Now we're, yeah. The butts are going away apparently. Right. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's kind of annoying how, like, why, why is my body type a fashion trend? But I just, yeah. I don't think we can escape it. We live I, in a society. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just a way to control women. If you think about it, mm. it's it, to say you're not enough. You could be a trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your body can not matter tomorrow because you are an object essentially. Yeah. So it's unfortunate Love being a woman in 2022 yeah very fun fun time. it's so much fun it's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a time it's so pretty much the movie ends on, on 
that whole aspect of the girl's boobs getting bigger. And I read when I read some reviews and they were talking about how this movie is very much how Seinfeld was, where they were having no hugs, no moral of the story. Like they didn't learn anything. And Jesse and Chester are the same exact thing. They didn't learn a fucking thing. Yeah. And and the very end of the movie is they're in jesse's car driving somewhere and i think chester says my back's itchy and the girls are like oh you guys got tattoos and starts the whole like i forgot about that part dude sweet combo and that is dude where's my car dude where's my car (laughs) what a time what a time what a journey that was what a time to be alive. Let's see if there's any factoids we missed. One being the word car is used 62 times during the movie, which is a lot if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, there was a sequel written called Seriously, Dude, Where's My Car? Which Ashton Kutcher confirmed in 2016. And he said that he would not be completely against reprising his role in the sequel. And then in August, 2017, Sean William Scott discussed his interest in making a sequel and that he would desire it to be rated R and dark and really weird. I mean, it wouldn't, it's not a leap considering where the first one was. The screenwriter (laughs) based the characters on his real life friends which makes and me it, want to meet his real life friends now. <laughs> and right. the, the story came from a rejected live action Beavis and Buttheads movie concept that was pitched in the late 90s. That, that, sounds about that right. makes a lot of sense. But in 2012, the Pittsburgh Pirates started using the Zoltan hand signal from the movie as a way for players to congratulate their teammates after an accomplishment such as a home run or a double play. The habit started after the Pirates, in particular Neil Walker, were watching Dude Where's My Car in the clubhouse at Turner Field in Atlanta. After a Twitter campaign to encourage the real Zoltan to appear at a game, Hal Sparks flew to Pittsburgh in 2012 to throw out the ceremonial first pitch and was on hand to see the Pirates win 3-2 over his hometown team, the Chicago Cubs. So that was kind of cool that that kind of had so funny life after dude where's my car do they still do that hand signal I don't think so I don't know if they carried on after that season they didn't win that season unfortunately Mm. but that's where it's memorable for they they might and I need to look that up yeah the car is a Renault 5 and Ashton Kutcher thought the script was very stupid and so he turned he almost turned down the role but then when he got to the tattoo scene he couldn't stop laughing and agreed to be part of the movie (laughs) smart choice smart choice all right well before we go into our ratings I'm gonna ask Janine to tell us her social channels so that everyone can go follow her one more time yes yes you can find me at retro avocado on Instagram. It is technically the O is a zero, but you'll be able to see it if you type it out normal on TikTok and on YouTube. So retro avocado. Definitely check her out. Find me. Love, 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 love her videos. You'll love it. And as always, you guys can check us out at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. And I'm going to start with you, Janine. 
how did your present day self feel about after about the movie after rewatching? I think I'd still give it two day rental. Jackie, yeah. there was a really, really, really tough day during the pandemic where it was like anxiety attack after anxiety attack. And I literally just put this movie on because I knew it would just make me happy. And I didn't really have to pay close attention to the plot because there's next to no plot. And so that day I ended up buying it. And so it would be still be a would buy for me because I still own it on iTunes. This movie is stupid as hell. <laughs> it's real dumb. It's real dumb, dumb, dumb. And what I'm about to say is shocking that a bitch would still buy it. <laughs> still buy it. I would still buy this dumbass movie. And again, you for the people who listen to the show, you know this is not normally the route I'm taking, but I don't know something about this movie. It's I think the nostalgia hold is really got a, a nice strong grip on me because I used to watch this in my college bedroom. And this is before we had YouTube, obviously. So there would be scenes that I would just have to just watch. I wouldn't have to watch the whole movie, but the bust the move scene, obviously the dry cleaner scene, watch over and over again. They make me, they, every time they make me laugh, they're so dumb. So yes, goodbye. Surprise. Excellent. Oh boy. I, I love that journey for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you'd like to share your opinions or give feedback, suggest future movies, what you like, dislike, blockbuster or video store stories, hit us up at our quick drop 909601NMLF, 909601-6653. You can all also twat us at the Twitters or leave us a voicemail at our Anchor FM if you're international and you could be featured on a future episode. And we have a birthday shout out. I would like to give a special birthday shout out to my birthday twin, Ativa, who supports us so much, both on Patreon and psychologically has been dealing with me for years. I love you so much, friend. And I hope you had a wonderful birthday. Happy birthday, Ativa. Yay. And join us next week as our podcast bestie Gwen is back with My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And as always, be kind and rewind.